The most important thing, self-confidence. Without that skill, we are useless. When you lose sight or belief in yourself, we're done for. What's good, everyone? Hello. You know the fucking drill. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Irrational confidence coming at you one more time. Your man, Jero. I got my man, Jordan Booth, a.k.a. DJ J-Pounds with me. I, I love it, man. Consistent, irrational confidence. I think that's what the people we need and what, also what they want. Giving the people what they need, what they want. That's what we're here for, dog. The people. The people. Oh, man. So speaking of the people, we uh, I guess we should start with the verdict yesterday. I mean, it's everywhere. It's on, you know, every media outlet was on it. So I guess we could start there, actually. How did you receive the news? Because I always find that interesting. And of course, we're talking about the Derek Chauvin uh, murder of George Floyd. That trial just wrapped yesterday. How did you receive the news? I'm always curious how people get their news nowadays. I mean, you know, for me, for anybody who's listened to me do any of you know the TBP shows, Irrational Confidence, uh, BYB Radio, any of that type of stuff, you understand that you know I get majority of my news from Twitter. <laughs> majority of my news comes from Twitter. I may watch a little bit of CNN or MSB, MSNBC every once in a while, but mainly the general part of most of my news <laughs> is coming from Twitter. And then I may do some background research. I'm not obviously not taking everything off Twitter as fact, but that's definitely what gets me started on a lot of the different, you know, things going on, trending topics, yeah. uh, sports, political news, things like that. So, of course, when the sentence came down, the first thing I seen was his expression uh, behind the mask. Hmm. Uh, pretty much like when they gave him this, the the sentence. And it was like, oh, y'all, y'all dead ass. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 I didn't think it was going to go like this. Like, his, like the, the expression on his face, being in the situation that he was in, he believed that he was going to completely get off you know, like the past past prior incidents. So I think that was definitely eye-opening, or at least that's how I perceived it. Ultimately, I think, you know, second degree, third degree isn't as bad as, you know, first degree murder or first degree manslaughter. And obviously, so in some ways he did get a break cut for him. But at the same time, the word of the day has been accountability. And I feel like that is something that, you know, the American people, especially American black people wanted to be held was accountability. And I think we got a little bit of that, you know, with that trial verdict. Yeah. You know, going back to what you were saying with his reaction, I wasn't surprised that that was his reaction because so many times we've seen this go the other way. You know what I mean? Like I, I believe I read something and I didn't check these stats at all. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I think I got this on Twitter but it was uh, since 2007, 15,000 people have been murdered, or, or I shouldn't say murdered, have been killed, right? Because we don't know the situation in all 15,000 cases. The 15,000 people have been killed by the police. And of those 15,000, seven have been convicted. Um, so I guess he was kind of in his right to think, like, you know, I'm going to get off. Like, 
you know, we had a decent case. Like, <laughs> I think the arrogance of it is that is privilege, right? Is cops, not just white cops, but cops in general, get off. Like, this is, you know, what happens in the line of duty. You know what I'm saying? So that that part of it wasn't surprising to me. Um, but yeah, I... I <laughs> Uh, I think I got it on Twitter too. Uh, we I went out to lunch with Calvin, like we were just talking about. Shout out to Calvin Black, and we were at lunch when the verdict came down, and it came down right as we sat down, and you know we both got alerts on our phone that it went down. Um, and I mean, I think for this country, obviously this isn't going to change the world. One verdict, this ain't going to bring George Floyd back or any of the countless uh, people who have been, you know. Uh, wrongfully murdered by cops it's not going to bring them back it's not going to change centuries of institutional racism but it was a small victory and shit would have burned if it went the other way you yeah i saying? mean i think that was the pressure that the court you know the, that the judicial system really was feeling you know especially with all the the riots during uh you know the beginning of covid and things like that like this was definitely going to be the straw that broke the camel's back so they knew that they had to you know act accordingly and at least give the people some type of you know influence and confidence that things will be handled better moving forward but i mean me and Bria were just talking about this and you know as soon as the the Chauvin trial verdict came you know there was another murder mm-hmm. uh Micaiah Bryant yep and what I don't even know what city that was in. It was the Columbus, Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like essentially, like like you said earlier, like this isn't gonna bring back black lives, or it's not gonna, you know, help anybody who has lost their life or lost a loved one in this process, but it's a step in the right direction. And it's like I think as black people, a lot of people who have like understood, you know, uh segregation and systematic discrimination and racism and things like that. I feel like people who really understand how those things operate and how those things have been happening for years and years and years, I'm tired of taking steps, you know, like I'm ready for the full, for what we've been stepping forward. Like I'm ready to be there, my nigga, like what's (laughs) up? Yeah. So I think it was a great that, you know, people uh, could see or at least feel that, uh, you know, a person in this situation was held accountable, but it could have also been a lot more. He could have held, been held a lot more accountable, as well as we need to try to try to set a precedent that stops this from even happening moving forward. Yeah, well, and keep in mind, there's other cops that were there that are their trials are coming up too. So, you know, like we'll see if uh, Chauvin just fell on the sword for everyone, but. You know, because I wouldn't be surprised if these cops don't end up uh, ultimately getting convicted. Um, and they were complicit in this. And this happens, you know, I damn near daily in the U.S. And it does is it isn't always murder, but it absolutely happens daily. The mistreatment of black and brown folks in this country and citizens in general. And that's one thing I don't really understand is why do we make cops heroes? Like, if you really think about it, the people that you know that became cops, right? Like, do they have all these heroic qualities? Or is it just a good job for a lot of people who aren't super educated? Like, I'm not saying that there's not smart cops. I'm not saying there aren't highly educated cops. But you don't need a college degree to become a 
cop, right? And you get a pension. Like, it's a good job. <laughs> yeah, overall, it, overall, it's a good situation. So you could think about it from the perspective of, like, people saying that they're scared in those situations where they act the way in the way of, you know, killing somebody or murdering somebody in certain, in this situation, particularly, it's like, you can understand and kind of feel for a person in that perspective, from that perspective. But it's like, you also did sign up for this. Like niggas Mm -hmm. don't sign up to go to war and then be out there in the field nervous. Like, Oh, right. This isn't, this isn't what I, what I came for. Like as a police officer, you are deaf. You are putting your, you're the first line of defense essentially. Mm -hmm. Yep. You are the first line of defense. So if you're nervous about being handling people in certain situations or, you know, stopping something, you know, in the right way or making the right decision in certain situations, maybe this isn't the line of work for you. I get it's a great job. You know, so is right. so is working at the post office, you know? <laughs> so it's like may, maybe that's what, what needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's got to be you know, to see some level of police reform um, would be, I think that's ideal, right? Like that's how we're going to find change. But, um, you know, at the core of the, the issue, right, is is why are so many officers in situations with black folks feel nervous, feel like it's different because why are they scared, right? Like, and that that, my friend, I don't think we will see uh, a systemic change in that in a long time because that's years and years of, of programming for most of these folks, right? Like, you know, like a lot of folks are raised that, you know, being different is scary, being different is wrong. Black and brown people in this country are criminals. Just, just look at the numbers, right? Like the same shit ain't going on in white neighborhoods. Um, so yeah, man, you know, I do, I do agree with you though that, you know, it was nice to see a small victory and some change, but of course, change is slow, and we'd like shit to hurry up. <laughs> I mean, at least at least before my time is up, I would I would like to see something that I could really point my hand to and you know put my hand on as a real change that you know helped shape the world. Yeah, I don't know that you and I. I yeah, I agree with you, and I don't know that you and I have ever really discussed this, but. Um, have you dealt with, with much interaction with police before, um, like one way or the other, good or bad? Uh, I've never, I don't think I could say I've had a good experience with a police officer. (laughs) Um, I've definitely had a couple run-ins where I, I believe I was targeted. Yeah. But, you know, fortunately in my upbringing as a you know a younger man i was definitely a lot more tame than i am now so i think that you know that helped me in the situation i wasn't wrong there was if you wanted to you know put me down in that situation it would only be because of who i am or yeah. because of my the, my skin color You're, there was no right. other reason to you know to do me wrong in that situation so i think that had a lot to play with it but i've definitely been in situations where i've been in handcuffs for no reason Situations where I'm getting pulled over for no reason. Situations where I was wrong, but I got off, but it was a black cop. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. The situations where I've been pulled over, where I've had warrants under my name in different states and stuff like that. So it's like there have been some up and down, mostly down moments. But I, for the most part, I would definitely say that my opinion of the police is not a positive one. 
Yeah, I think that goes for most folks that <laughs> have. Like, I'm just thinking about this. Complexion. Like, I don't even know any. Like, I don't. I think I have one friend, and this is a friend from college who I haven't talked to in years. But I, I think I only know maybe three people that are in, you know, law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have many personal connections myself. Um, I've worked with some cops. Um, man, that made me sound like a snitch. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> okay, bubbles. Like I've had to, you know, I've I've filmed down in uh, in the jail down in Slow. Uh, I've interviewed the uh, chief of police here in Chico before for a television show. So I've interacted with cops on that level, but I've also like we've discussed many times, um, you know, been on the other end of it. Uh, and most of my experiences aren't great either <laughs> and targeting and all that. So, you know, it's just, it, it was a small victory, but a victory nonetheless. And definitely. I think there's definitely still something to be taken from this, no matter how pessimistically I want to look at it. You know, I think for a majority of people out there, there's definitely a lot to, take and unpack and be happy about for sure well you know what i thought was kind of interesting was uh a decent amount of my friends uh my white friends in particular were when we talk about the trial or would ask me something about the trial um <clears throat> would would they all thought it was like a done deal that this con conviction was happening and then it, it i realized like oh they're coming from a place of privilege right because i feel that most black folks at least the ones i've talked to my family and stuff like most of us feel feel like eh, we've seen this play out the other way far too much so you're skeptical until the verdict comes out where Very much so. you know like a lot of my white friends are like yeah oh no this is a done deal he's going he's this he's is an open and shut case Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's like you know that's it's just such a crazy experience that you know we could even still remain skeptical after seeing a man get leaned on for damn near nine minutes watch him get murdered by cops and still be like yeah, i don't know if he's going to jail <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if he does it you know i mean in the black community it was definitely shock when when what came down came down yeah because we're not used to seeing that <laughs> right we just it's not something we've seen a whole lot of in our lifetimes like uh usually it goes the other way um yeah i i'm down to push off of this topic if you're ready if you got anything else to say about it i'm happy to yeah i mean i definitely ready to move on to but i'm just saying this is just the start we still need justice for you know ezekiel ford um mckay bryant brianna taylor uh, no, the list goes on and on. We still need justice for all of those people, but definitely this is, yes. you know, Stephen a push in the Clark, right direction. Like, there's so many. There's so many, and that's the unfortunate thing, right? Like, uh, it's unfortunate that it has to be this visceral of a reaction, but I do think that the timing being what it was with most folks being home, right? A lot of folks not being working that some last or this past summer with COVID or, or working from home, right? Like there's just a lot more people paying attention than ever before, you know, with time to think about shit. So hopefully that doesn't fade. Hopefully, you know, change is on the way. And I f feel like we could both see it slowly on the horizon. We, we see these different um, major corporations now 
putting out statements. And that's one thing like, yo, you don't, you don't have, if you don't have something new on, if you don't have something new or something nuanced to add to the conversation, I don't feel like you have to participate. Right. But I feel like with social media and, you know, um, how much momentum this black lives matter movement has gained, uh, Every corporation, every sports league, all these different entities now feel that they have to put something out. And then we criticize them when they don't get it right. And we forget that like it's mainly white folks at the top at these companies. They don't know what they're doing. They're just That's the problem. You know, they're just trying. They're like, yeah, you know, we we find this deplorable and you know what I mean? Like we stand with our, you know, fellow black community and da da da. Like, you know, I just Let's see, I love that. I love that because it exposes what you do or don't have. You know what I mean? When you're put in that situation to speak on something like this, that is very, you know, racial, very serious to 95% of the world. You know, when you go to speak on something like that and you do miss the mark, it almost put like pokes a hole in your whole system. Like, Hey, like who, who do you have in your office? You know, who's your assistant? Who's your assistant manager? Who's your, assistance assistants who who are you getting your information from you know where is this all this information coming from and, it, and when it looks when it looks and sounds too white you know sometimes it's a dead giveaway of what's really going on right yeah who's in the room when you were when you wrote this statement you know the coolest monkey in the jungle mm, there wasn't no niggas in that room <laughs> no sir no sir there was no niggas in that room no, i sir. forgot about that target ad oh my god yeah you need to drop that as an aka one day the coolest <laughs> monkey in the jungle <laughs> take the power back ew <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um, all right, you put on the rundown reflections from a sober J row. Yeah, man. I mean, what you've been going strong with the uh, the month off drinking since uh, mm -hmm. I believe what we did like you started about two three shows ago. Yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts about. I mean, this is something you consistently do, but I just want to hear your thoughts, your takeaways from you know not drinking and the willpower and everything that's involved because I I can't do it, but sure, I just want to want to hear your perspective. Um, yeah, well, so I, I used to try and do this, you know, about once every year, and then last year with the pandemic and everything, I did not do it. And what I found is doing it this year, it was much easier than I anticipated. It's been pretty, pretty smooth. Um, but what I got last time that I was anticipating getting this time was kind of this epiphany like uh this this whole like revitalization of who i was almost and what i mean by that is like you know i felt so much more clear-minded and healthier and all these things and this time i do feel those things but it's not as drastic and a big reason for that is i'm not a bartender working in a bar five days a week so even mm. though i was you know i'd come home and have a cocktail come home you know go grab some beers after work, whatever the case may be, I wasn't going nearly as hard as I was last time. And that's one thing I'm kind of realizing is like, okay, you're not going to have that because you, it's not like you were drinking daily even, you know, like I basically was when I was working at, at a bar full time, you know? So, uh, that didn't happen, but overall the, the cool thing is it's, it's been a little easier than I thought, you know, 
waking up and not feeling shitty is always great, you know, and um, that's something you underestimate until you're hungover usually, right? Like When you wake up, you're not usually thinking like, damn, this is great to not be hungover, you know, but you think about it when you are hungover, like, oh, this is miserable. I would give anything to not feel like this. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that uh, that is one thing that I am thoroughly enjoying every morning as I wake up with a bit more of a pep in my step. And, you know, uh, again, talking to Calvin yesterday, you know, sometimes when you're hungover, no matter what you're doing, you're not going to be the best version of yourself. Or even if you're like super tired or anything, right, you can't be the best version of yourself. But even down to like little things, right, like even just like thinking positively, having a good day, doing something fun, whatever, you still have to push through that kind of brain fog you have when you're hungover or nausea or that headache, you know? And so it's harder to get to the point where you want that day to go or like that mindset you want to be in. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's almost like you're starting the day behind, like already behind, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) No. Yeah. I I agree for sure. I mean, you're, you're in, in a deficit, you know, pretty much. I mean, Exactly. You're down five. You're down five as soon as you wake up. <laughs> right. Like, all exactly. Right, down, down five. Down five nuggets. Let's get. Let's get it back. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You feel like you're playing the whole day from behind. Um. But so that that's been really nice. And I think you know, just moving forward, like I'm just gonna pick and choose my my spots a little bit more. Um. Because it is such a gigantic waste of money if you're drinking out. Now drinking at home, you could do it very reasonably. You could get through a whole week on 30 bucks, you know what I mean? But 30 bucks is getting you, you know, if you're going out with your girl, that's what, two drinks for both of you? And that's like, if if you're lucky, if you're lucky, like if you're in Chico or Redding or something, but if we're back in the Bay, like, you know, that that's not getting you very far. So uh, that is one thing I'm going to do moving forward. Just, you know, as I'm getting older, my bills are increasing. I have a bigger house. I've just got a new car. Like, shit's expensive. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's that part has been nice, but no major like breakthrough. Like, oh my God, like my, my life, my life not drinking is crazy. You know, like, okay. Uh, yeah, nothing like that. And I'm not, but I'm also at the same time, I'm not like feigning like, you know what I mean? Like, God, I just want to come home and have a drink. Like, I feel like, damn, a drink would be nice right now. Like, I was just saying that earlier to stuff. Like, it'd be nice to just walk over to Red Tavern around the corner and grab a cocktail right now. But, you know, I can do that in what? I don't even know what today is. The 22nd? 21st. Do it in, what, eight days, nine days? So Yeah, it's still, it's still a little while out. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's been it's been good, man. It's been good. Um, and Great I had, to hear it, man. I highly recommend for anyone out there who enjoys something a lot, uh, challenge yourself and deprive yourself from it. You know, if it's something that could be negative, whether it's eating out or whether you're smoking or whatever, I'm not giving up weed because I'm not, I'm not doing both things at once. That would be insane. I may try that at a later date, but that for sure is not happening right now. Like I'm smoking as we're doing this pod, you know? So now willpower is a crazy thing though. Cause I have a per, uh, friend, actually a coworker, who he's in a situation to where his health is kind of deteriorating, mm. but he he just can't stop, you know, smoking cigarettes. He can't bring himself to eat healthier. He can't bring himself to, you know, make these changes that are going to, you know, 
severely alter, drastically change the way that he's living his life, you know, and could improve it, you know? Yeah. But he's so addicted to the way he's been living all these years that he won't make the changes in order to feel better. So I think this is a great exercise in, you know, just the idea that you can always be better for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a little self-check, you know what I mean? And I think that's important for everybody to do at some point. It doesn't have to be 30 days. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. It could start with the day, you know. But what I will say has been my experience the last few times I've, I've done this is it really sucks for the first week, typically. And then you kind of get into it. And then once you could kind of see the, the finish line, whatever you determine that finish line to be, like it gets, it just gets easier. And it's really the... Yeah, like we'll see what these last few days are like. We'll we'll see when you guys come to town this weekend because I'm for sure gonna want to pull it up. But I might just uh, I might just bartend or something, and then I could feel like I'm part of the part of the action. <laughs> so, yeah, you know me. I'm about to be posted up with that Mississippi mud. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's. Uh, so yeah, yo. To to summarize, everyone should try it. Try to give up something. All right, TV shows you're into right now. I'll tell you the TV show I'm into right now, except okay. for today. Warriors basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. Put, putting two topics together, I like it. Let's go. Let's go with this. Roll um, with it. It's just, you know, I... <clears throat> the right. most low-budget, unexciting basketball there is, but I feel it. I mean, stuff. The stuff is the reason. So I should just say stuff. That's what I've been watching lately. I I tried it. I started watching Snowfall again. I restarted it, and that show's just so intense. I know it's great, but it's so intense. Oh, you can't watch. You can't go back and watch season one and get to season three. No, it's too much. It's, it's too, too much, much all man. at once. And when yeah, like in episode three, spoiler alert, when homie rapes the other dude that stole uh, Franklin's money, I was like, I I this is too much for me, man. Oh, yeah, I remember that from season one. Yeah, and once once I got to the third episode, I was like, man, this is this show makes me not feel good afterwards. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, it's not something you binge. It's not something you binge. You you take your time with Snowfall because that shit is heavy. But I mean, I'm I'm definitely something I'm watching right now. I'm I'm current. I'm on season three right now. I'm gonna watch the new episode tonight, and that is some shit, boy. Yeah, I know a lot of people are on it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. The acting was great. Uh, the first few episodes I've seen, but man, yeah, it's intense. And right now, like with everything going on, like I'm a little bit more self aware of of where I'm at. And you have a girl, so you know, you know this. Like, if, when you when you're on your own, your mood can swing, and you know what I mean. Like, there's no one really to check you. Even when you're living with roommates or homies, but when you have a girl, when you live with your girl, in your case, you're engaged, like, you know, like, you can't, you really got to, like, kind of be in the right mind frame almost all the time. (laughs) Definitely. Like, at least be able to pivot to being, you know, in a positive, good mood, whatever. Like, and... So there's enough shit that I absorb every day that kind of bums me out. And so then to go watch something recreationally that is going to bum me out is just a little much for me right now. I'm just trying to watch comedies and dumb action movies right now. You know what I'm saying? And Steph Curry go off. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to have a mix of stuff. Like, I mean, like I was going to get get down to my list. I'm watching Snowfall, but I'm watching Snowfall late at night. You feel me? Like before I'm watching Snowfall late at night, usually just me. I got you. Um, right now, me and my girl watching Married at First Sight. Uh, that that Those seasons are pretty interesting just to give you a full circumference of the the different levels of relationships, how different things, you know, and how much how much worse it could be than what you have at home as far as a situation. Like, yeah, like we watch show that show and I feel extremely blessed every day, even though I'm already extremely blessed. But <laughs> that definitely puts it into perspective for you. All American is also like some after school special type shit that I frequently watch. All American. I haven't heard of that one on the CW. Yeah, no, uh, you got to check that out. OK, OK. Yeah. And uh wait, what? wait, hold on. We just skimmed over that. The CW still around? Oh yeah, man, forever. Forever and ever. The CW go crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. The CW making the closest shit to Fresh Prince right now. Damn, that is amazing. All right. Now to be fair, this show is a far cry from the Fresh Prince. Okay. But it's okay. as close as you're gonna get. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Anything else? Also, I can't justify uh, watching a ninth place team in the Western Conference. <laughs> also, I can't. Al- also, can't justify an MVP from a player, for MVP <laughs> for a player on a ninth place team in the Western Conference. There it is. All right. All fair. I won't argue any any of that. I mean, Steph is a lot of fun to watch, and I would suggest that you. Give it a shot one night. It's just a fun watch. But no, I, I love watching Steph Curry. But I would say the way that the team is constructed now, though it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it makes the most sense, but it's more conducive to the way he plays. Yeah, like, like as a, as a hooper, like as somebody who used to hoop, like you know, like when you're playing pickup, if you got all bums on your team, right? You know, you know, you got to go for nine nine out of eleven for y'all to have a chance. Right. Right. So, of course, by attempting to go for 9 out of 11, you're going to win some games. You're going to lose some games, depending on how good you are. But at the end of the day, your numbers are going to be fucking phenomenal, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like, no, I mean, if you're good, like, if you're not a hooper, then, of course, your numbers are going to still be whatever. But if you're a hooper, one of the best point guards to ever play the game, as Steph Curry is, of course, you have nobody else to pass the ball to. Why wouldn't you average 35? Right. Yeah. No, it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun, but um no, I don't I don't think he will win the MVP, but I think there is a case to be made just because of how terrible the Warriors would be, but they aren't a very good team. So, you know. If he didn't get a couple votes, I would be I wouldn't be okay with that. He should get a couple votes, but I can't justify that. You you think it's going to Jokic? No, I would say uh, I would say Embiid, Dame Lillard getting hurt kind of threw me off because I thought yeah. Dame Lillard had a real, really good dark horse shot at that it. That was my pick it, uh, this offseason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I picked Dame Lillard for the MVP the last two or three years, but he can't stay healthy, yep. stay, stay healthy for the whole season. But uh, yeah, it's definitely between Dame, Embiid, and Jokic right now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yo, I did. Uh, I did watch a couple terrible movies recently. <laughs> what is that? What are those? I've, I've been trying to get into that Justice League movie on HBO Max. I haven't it's got so started long, on it yet, bro. I heard it's ter- it's super long. I, I didn't hear it was terrible, but the the length of it. Well, I saw the original, and the original was terrible. 
Mm. And it's just an extended version of the original, but it is better. They have added a lot of things to it that did make it better. Um, so, you know, there's that. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up what these movies are called, but they were not good. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, watching a bad movie is it's a it's a you know it's a growing it's a, you know it's a it's a rite of passage. You got you got to watch a couple bad movies to get to good movies, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Me, me and Bree used to take pride in watching you know B class or B grade movies. Damn, I'm I'm trying to find these movies that I just watched on my list and they are not popping up at all. So that's that was a terrible topic by me. Good job. Uh, that's how forgettable they were. Um, but I was mad stoned. Stuff had fallen asleep, so I just kept watching whoever was on. And then I picked some dumbass movie after that. Oh, man, it was tough. Watched the whole thing, though. <clears throat> yeah, I kept being like, all right, I'm going to be out on this. And then there'd be like a funny enough part that I'm like, all right, maybe I'll pick up. And it just never did. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, let's... What else we got? Oh, you moving forward. Have you got to check out that Air Zion? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I definitely want to cop a pair. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is the classic version of like you know this is a hoop shoe. This isn't a style shoe. This is not a shoe you wear out necessarily for yeah. me, at least for me. Yeah. This is a shoe that you hoop in. Your ankles are going to be secure. Performance is going to be great, but this is not necessarily a shoe that I'm going to wear to the club or out with the homies unless it is in a very unique colorway, which there are a couple out there that are definitely club worthy. Well, and very, very few new sneakers are like club worthy, go out and worthy, right? Like, like think about it. The only thing, the only shoes that are really appropriate, like sneakers that are appropriate to go out like that as far as hoop shoes are like retros for the most part, you know, like you don't see many people out in just Kyrie's or, you know what I mean? Like the, even the new Jordan 35s, like you don't see people typically wearing those out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember there was a, a, a crazy pattern a while ago. This is probably like four or five years ago. People were wearing LeBron's, which is LeBron is like a borderline shoe. Like LeBron has some fly shit that you could wear to the, like out, you know, yeah, but like KDs, if you ever wore KDs to the club, unforgivable. Nah, bro. Yeah, those Un- boats. Yeah, unforgivable. boats, bro. No, no way. Yeah, no. No way that I'm that rock. No, I think the Zions are dope, and <clears throat> if nothing else, uh, grabbing a pair of Zion ones is a good move. Uh, just because, and just keeping them dead stock because the future value, if Zion becomes something crazy, you know what I mean? Like Jordan, uh, even like LeBron ones are crazy expensive um, on the resale market. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah. a good financial, it's a good investment if you got the capital to blow and then sit on them, you know? Flipping shoes now, like, unless you have an ultimate plug, if you're doing it one by one, like, it's really not the move. You know, oh, yeah, too much work, too much leg work. Yeah, like you can do it, you know, you absolutely can make money doing it, but it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> Unless you're looking for just to come up a couple hundred bucks, you know, one at a time. Yeah. But, but shout out to Goat, shout out to uh, the SKNRS app, shout out to fucking uh, what else? Sneakers. What am I 
Yeah, finish line app. Shout out. I'm on, I'm on all that right now. Yeah. You copy anything recent? Uh I copped I just copped a pair of Air Force Ones. Okay. Just because they were like reasonable. Cause like right now, Air Force Ones, I mean, I mean, I don't know if that was something you wore like growing up. I yeah. know you're a little bit older. So I like for sure I did. If, yeah, I would say I don't know if you guys were rocking soldieries or anything like that, but yep. fucking Air Force Ones are, are retailing at like 140 now. Yeah, it's crazy. They used to be yeah. 65 to 80, 65 for low top, 80 for mids, and then it went like a little up. It was like 80 for lows and like 100, 120 for mids. And yeah, it's getting crazy. I do want to cop really, really bad those those uh, Kaepernick AF1s, but I'm going to hold off on buying sneakers for a while. I made my major purchase this past week, so... I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stand pat. I got shoes in the closet that I haven't even worn yet. So, nah, definitely. I'm trying to build up. Uh, like me, I like shoes, but I'm not. I've never been a Jordan head. Yeah. So like, I want to get, I want to get a couple pair of the Jordans that I've always wanted. As far as shoes, I'm kind of still like, I got the forces that I wanted. I got, I got a, got a pair of like PGs that are pretty wet that are like some different shit that people don't always have. I'm more into shit that people don't have. Like, yeah, if everybody's waiting for the, the new, uh, what hyper Royal ones, like I don't necessarily want the new hyper Royal ones. That's kind of how I operate. I feel it. I feel now, that. If I came across them at a later date, of course I would cop if they were reasonable, but well, I'm not, not gonna, going to be, not, I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah, no, I'm not waiting on the goat app and right doing a raffle for shoes. That's usually not, my Stila. Yeah, I was wrong though. I want to go back. Oh, okay. Originals are going for a little bit. The uh, the Nike Air Zoom Generation. The first games are going for six eighty five. Sheesh. But that's but they they redid only in certain colorways that weren't retroed. So we're talking like the original two thousand three. You know, like not not the new shit. Exactly. Which is how it tends to go. Um, yeah, there actually, there's only one, there's two more sneaker drops coming out this year that I will 100% cop. And there's a Jordan 1 coming out on July 17th. It's a black, and, black, white, and orange colorway. It's coming out on my boy Brendo's birthday, RIP. Uh, he was a huge, the biggest Giants fan in the world, so... The fact that they're coming out on his birthday in Giants colors, I have to get those. And they're fresh. They're high tops. They're super fresh. And then uh, the cool gray 11s coming out during the holidays, I believe like the 23rd or something. So those are the only two I'm for sure going to cop. And then I'll probably go back and reach back and get a retro when I get a bonus check, you know. <laughs> I love how this turned into a sneaker co- uh, sneaker. Uh, podcast for sure because I mean AJ ones are definitely the best, probably the best silhouette in the Jordan Jordan line. Easy, yeah. Yep. I'm a huge fan of like twelves. Yeah, I think the, I think fourteens are dope. Like you know, like I feel like sevens are top tier. So like, there's definitely some that I want to get, but I'm not not going down the line of lotteries and everything like that. I'll I'll cop them when I see them. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. Uh, I mean, I don't feel you because I still buy sneakers, but <clears throat> I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to chill out a little bit, you know. 
But if you got it, blow it, you know? Fuck it. Oh, by all means. It ain't tricking if you got it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you put 420 on the rundown. Did you do anything special? Did you go g- get crazy? No, nah, I had fucking work. Yeah. Like, I, I had the lamest 420 ever. The lamest 420 I've had in, I feel like, years. Yeah, what'd you end up doing? Shit, I had, I woke up in the morning, was tired, went back to sleep. <laughs> went to work, came home from work, was fucking exhausted, went out and smoked, started to feel better, went out and smoked the blunt, and came in and had dinner. It was a normal day for me. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm in my 30s, so, uh, you know, having having crazy 420s really, it's I smoke every day, you know, so I don't really necessarily go crazy unless there's something to do, you know, but... It was just a regular ass day for me too, you know. Came home, smoked a blunt with Steph, and uh, had dinner and went to bed. Normal shit. <laughs> right. But shout out to all y'all that went crazy out there, man. Better there used to be a time where I would have been with you, but now, roll tide. Yeah, Steph was just talking. <laughs> I love when you dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> Steph was just talking about how back in the day they they smoked out of a uh, this like giant like uh, it was like a souvenir pipe. And they put like a half ounce into it and all smoked out of it. Like I remember doing dumb shit like that too, like putting it in like a, you know, like a volcano in a bag and like blowing it all in in the room, hotboxing the room, you know, rolling back to black like three blunts in one, like rolling cross joints, all that dumb shit. Mm. And you know, it was fun at the time to like say you did it, but at the end of the day, like you know. It's just a super resonated blunt. It's an inefficient way to smoke. You know, <laughs> just like oh, there's so many flaws. Yeah, so many flaws. But experience, experience is the ultimate teacher, right? No doubt, no doubt. And at the time, it was fun. Just the things that were fun then, I just would not find fun anymore. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more, my friend. Yeah, but shout out to everyone who did enjoy 420. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just didn't do anything crazy. So yeah, maybe we'll be back next year. Yeah, we should do something uh, like a live pod where we're all in the same place smoking the whole time and see how high we can get. Do a bunch of different devices, have a volcano, have a vaporizer. I'm with it. Put it on the schedule. (laughs) Put it on the board. I'll send you a Google Calendar invite, Doug. (laughs) I'll lock it in. All right, bro. Let's get up out of here. You, you want to say anything to the people uh, this week that's not depressing on your way out? Nah, man, I just want to say that, you know, I'm glad that uh, everybody seemed to enjoy uh, their weekend. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on, but let's not lose sight of the bigger picture. Yes, sir. And uh, let's keep going. Yo, before we get out of here, big congrats to your fiance, huh? Oh, yeah, just graduated. Uh, yes, yes. She's ready to ready to do her thing. Uh, but the graduation's Friday. The crab boil has been postponed, but we are still doing some type of activity Saturday night. So yes, look sir. forward to, to sipping that Mississippi mud all all weekend. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, we will keep you. We'll keep you all posted on how this uh, how this goes. But yes, congrats to Bria. That's huge. She's she's gonna be a nurse. Yeah, you, one day. You're living the dream, man. 
Yeah, oh yeah, I I, I do what I wanted. I do what I wanted <laughs> from the beginning. You invested. You're like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm I gonna help down. you. I'm gonna help you live live to your potential and and to your dream. I'm gonna support you so I can live mine and chill. <laughs> I feel you, dog. <laughs> I like. I double down on that. <laughs> I'll take care of the bills. I'll I'll handle everything, babe. You just you just study your ass off. I got you. I bought the dip. Yes. So remember this. <laughs> All right, Doug. Uh, I'm gonna holler at you. All right, bro. Be easy. Yes, sir. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> <laughs>